Blog Talk Radio. Everybody and welcome to the Women of Golf. I'm your host Ted Odorico, and normally joining right alongside uh, first thing with me, of course, none other than uh, Legends Tour player and LPGA uh, professional Cindy Miller. But uh, she's going to be a little bit delayed this morning. She had uh, uh, a previous engagement this morning, and uh, we'll uh, we'll wait and bring her on in, in a little bit. But uh, got a great show for you today. Uh, going to be joined first up by Symmetra Tour Ali McDonald. She's going to be joining us here in just a moment, and then a little bit later in the show, uh, we're going to be joined by. Uh, my one of the most respected teaching professionals and coaches in the business, uh, LPGA uh, professional and also a member of the PGA of America, uh, Nancy Corsellino. She'll be joining us in about half an hour's time. Uh, we're going to continue on, of course, with Cindy's um, own game series. We're going to be talking about the emotional game today uh, a little bit. And as I said, hopefully uh, Cindy will be able to join us here shortly. Uh, she's on her way back from an appointment, but uh, we'll wait for her uh, uh, to uh, to sort of begin that. But uh, anyways, as I said, we got a great show. Uh, for those of you just tuning in for the first time, uh, best way to find us, of course, is go to blogtalkradio.com, and up in the search, t- uh, search key, excuse me, uh, you can type in uh, Women of Golf, and that will take you to the main page. And of course, if you just scroll down the page, um, you will see the uh, live broadcast on Tuesday mornings, and we air from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern uh, Standard Time uh, for those of you on the East Coast. And uh, if for some reason you're not able to uh, to join us during the live broadcast, not to worry. All of the programs, of course, uh, are auto-recorded, so you can just go to that uh, that main page, blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf, and just scroll down until you see the on-demand section and uh, listen at, at uh, your convenience to the previously aired pro, uh, broadcast. But as I said, we got a great show for you today. If you're interested in calling in uh, anytime during the broadcast, uh, during our live Tuesday morning shows, we would all love to hear from you. You can do so by uh, calling us at area code 347-945-5855. And uh, if uh, you want, you can also uh, email us at womenofgolf at gmail.com. And I see Cindy's here, so let me just bring her on. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning. How are you? Uh, not too bad. I, I actually quick than I thought you were going to. So uh, welcome to the show. And, of course, uh, my, my partner and, and co-host on the show, uh, Cindy Miller, LPJ professional and Legends Tour player. And, uh, Cindy, welcome uh, and good morning. Well, good morning, Ted. That was, that, that was actually perfect timing because I was just sort of finishing things up. Uh, let me just very quickly um, – one other thing I want to mention, if you're uh, in the golf industry or you're somebody that uh, would like to come on the show, if you've got something you feel uh, that you'd be uh, interested in sharing with our audience, you can do so by reaching out to Cindy at Cindy at CindyMillerGolf.com uh, or you can also reach out to me at Ted.GolfTalkLive at email.com. Um, Cindy, we're going to carry on, of course, with the Own Your Game series. We're just waiting for, uh, for Allie uh, McDonald, who is our, our special guest from the Symmetra Tour this morning. Uh, going to be joining us here shortly, but talk about the emotional game today, correct? Correct, we are. And uh, we're going to we're going to talk about all the the things. And and when Allie, as I said, comes on, we're going to get her involved in the conversation as well. But uh, um, Allie, as you may have uh, known, Cindy, I don't know if you had a chance to watch uh, any of the um, tournament this weekend. I'm talking about, of course, the Chico's uh, Patty Berg Memorial. But Allie, of course, was a competitor there, and there's some great photos. Uh, her with, of course, none other than Nancy Lopez, one of the legends of the game. So we're going to talk to her a little bit about that as well. And she's actually ready. I see she's just come on board. So let me just very quickly, um, Cindy, do a quick introduction, and then we'll bring um, Allie to join us. Uh, of course, I said our, our first guest this morning, of course, is Symmetra Tour player McDonald. Uh, she was the 2015 runner-up uh, finish at the Murphy uh, USA Dorado Shootout. Also, she was the 2015 Michigan Women's Open Champion. 
2014, she was a Curtis Cup member, and in 2013, she was the North South Amateur Champion, and uh, five wins in the collegiate competition, two-time first-team All-American, one-time second-team All-American, and three-time first-team All-SEC. Uh, she's also a U.S. Junior Girls semifinalist back in 2010. So, uh, Cindy, let's welcome our, our special guest this morning, uh, Allie uh, McDonald. Good morning, Allie. Good morning. How are y'all? We're, We're good. good. How are you? I'm doing good. Looking forward to this beautiful morning in Sarasota. Yeah, you're in Sarasota. But, uh, Allie, I've I, I obviously had to pick up on that southern drawl. Uh, you're a southern girl, correct? Uh, yes, I'm from Mississippi. That's that's what I uh, was reading through some of the notes uh, earlier, and uh, so you're in Sarasota now. Um, but let's just very quickly, I want to ask you, you competed in this past weekend's uh, Chico's uh, Patty Memorial. Uh, how was that? It was amazing. Uh, the, I guess the Legends Tour, they started on that Saturday, so I had uh, the amazing opportunity to play with uh, Nancy Lopez, and uh, the last day I played with uh, Barb Mucha, so it was it was a great experience and an, an awesome event that Symmetra Tour partners with uh, the Legends Tour. So it was definitely a, a memorable experience on the golf course. Um, we're we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a few moments. But, um, Allie, what we want to do is, and you're on, of course, with myself. I'm Ted Rodrigo, and, and uh, our other host, of course, is LPGA professional Cindy Miller, uh, who is also here with us. But um, we're going to talk about we, – we've been running a series. Cindy's been bringing a series to the program called Own Your Game, and this week we're going to talk about the emotional game. So we just have a few questions that we will ask you uh, just to get your perspective on your emotional game. So, Cindy, why don't you uh, start us off uh, this morning? Well, Allie, tell me, where did you go to college? I didn't get a chance to read the the whole bio. Okay, I went to uh, Mississippi State in Starkville, Mississippi. Nice, nice, an SEC girl. Yes. (laughs) Let me ask you a question. How do you recover from a bad shot or a bad hole when you're out playing? Um, well, it, I guess it kind of changes. Um, to the time you you only focus on what's going on at that present moment. So after I hit a bad shot, you know, you still have to hit another shot after that. Um, so most of the time – Whenever that occurs, I try to put it behind me and notice that, you know, I still have time to recover from that. So uh, the next shot, I'm really just focusing on trying not to make the same mistake and just focusing on the task at hand and putting it behind me. What do you find is your strength? What are your strengths? What are the strengths of your game? Um, I would actually say mentally, um, just being able to recover. Um, as last week, I played three really good rounds of golf, and I was in contention there on that last day, and it got windy, and I faltered. And, you know, I think it just goes to speak um, for this week, you know, putting that tournament behind me uh, and focusing on the good of what I did the first three days and moving on and hopefully bringing those three days of good golf into this event and uh, hopefully performing well here. How hard is it to, because I saw the scores, I'm a member of the Legends Tour as well, and uh-huh. I, I'm i going to be playing in a tournament in Greenwood, South Carolina in a few weeks. Okay. I, with, wherever you guys are going to be as well, I guess Nancy Lopez and Cindy Rarick um, are going to have a Legends Tour shootout one day, so I get to come down, so I hopefully I'll get to meet you, but... When you, I have trouble in the wind. It's it's like you need to not fight it. You need to surrender and let it win. But right, do you have trouble playing in the wind? I do, and I I feel like me as a person, I, I'm such a I'm such a thinker. I love a strategic golf course. I think that's when it plays to my uh, to my advantage. When I get to a golf course, it's really difficult because I can outthink. Uh, some players but I think the wind if there's something that I struggle with it's in the wind maybe overthinking and and trying to fight the wind instead of just letting the golf ball go where it's going to go and um, as you know in the wind if you if you hit a shot that rides it it will uh, just immediately escalate so if you hit a draw with a with a 
right for left wind, you know, it just makes the shot even worse. So um, as as I continue to grow, um, that will be something that I work on in the wind, just not overthinking everything and uh, letting the golf ball do what it's going to do and just playing for that wind. It's almost like you have to surrender. Yeah, exactly. Which um, is hard to Alan, do now. Barb, i got to ask a question because Barb Mocha sure. is such a good player. Did you watch anything that she did that, you know, I, I, she's an example of care what anybody thinks about your swing because if you saw her swing on a driving range and you had to pit, do a lineup of 10 people swinging, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> wow, and you had to pick someone who was on the tour, there's no way you would pick her that she'd played on the tour that long. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, it's fundamentally probably so, but, I mean, it just goes to show that it doesn't matter how you swing it. If you get around the golf course, um, then it doesn't matter. And, I mean, yesterday when we – or Sunday when we played, she played a great round with that wind, a 73, and those conditions were actually really great. So, it's just as you said, swing doesn't really matter. It's how you can how you can get the ball around the golf course. Absolutely, absolutely. I admire her so much. It's not funny. Yeah, it was a pleasure let, playing with her for sure. Let Let me ask a um, a question just on the um, sort of back step, if you will, of wind a little bit. Um, as you know, a couple of weeks ago in the Masters tournament, um, a lot of the the players were faced uh, with some windy conditions, which is not normal at, at Augusta National. Um, but they had to adapt. How good are you when it comes to adapting to change in the course when it's needed? Are you able to adapt you know, quickly? I, I would say uh, most of the time, yes. Um, I'm a big competitor, so normally whenever things are thrown my way, I say, okay, well, let's do it anyway. Um, so I think there are times, though, in certain situations where it's more difficult to adapt. You know, on, on a Sunday in contention, you know, you kind of have to be there a few times. Uh, as a professional, you know, this is my rookie year, you have to figure out, um, how to adapt, and I don't think I did that well Sunday, but um, that's normally a strength of mine, um, but as I grow as a player um, and everything else, that's where I'm probably going to have to get um, a little bit more experience under my belt and realize that in windy conditions, in more difficult situations, to uh, to just adapt and say get over it, and everybody else is dealing with the same stuff right now, so um, that's definitely normally a strength. I, I think like just one add, more. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Cindy. Go, go ahead, Dad. Go ahead. I was going to change gonna, the subject. What, what I'm going to just ask, just sort of, I guess, to follow up to that. What do you do, Allie, in a situation where um, your 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 physical game sort of goes, uh, no pun intended, but goes south? How do you recover mentally from that? Um, and being able to stay and group and stay focused again. Obviously, if your game suddenly starts uh, experiencing problems, that's going to affect you mentally on the golf course. How do you recover from that and then re- regroup and refocus? Yeah, so, I mean, uh, after years of, of playing golf, uh, I feel like uh, fundamentally my game is, is the best. Obviously, as I've grown, I've gotten a little bit more mechanically sound, um, in every aspect, but I think in in situations where uh, physically your your swing may be a little off, uh, you feel like you've lost a little bit of touch. You have to just say, well, I mean, I've been doing this for years, and and for me, I have to let my athleticism take over and just say, you know what, I may not hit it perfect every time, but I mean, I, I'm still out here grinding, and I think you just have to kind of grit your teeth and say, okay, well, things aren't you know, perfect right now, but I still have to get the ball in the hole um, in as few times as possible. So uh, in those situations, those days, you just kind of have to grind it out and say, well, I may not be making birdies uh, left and right, but I'm going to work for my pars and, and hopefully take advantage of a birdie when I get it. Well said. What, great great what answer. What is the most exciting um, thing accomplishment that you're the most proud of in your career thus far? 
Uh, thus far, I would probably have to go back to the Curtis Cup. Um, back, that was in the summer of 2014, so uh, just being a part of that team. I mean, there's so many special players. Uh, you know, Emma Talley, she's had a great uh, collegiate career and, you know, soon to be turning pro, I'm sure. Um, Allison Lee, who we've seen uh, be very successful so far on the LPGA. Um, Ashlyn Ramsey's out there. Annie Park is out on the LPGA right now. Um, it was just an awesome team to be a part of, and uh, that week was so special in St. Louis. You know, all the support that we had, um, it, it was just a, a great week all in all. I, I played some good golf, and that really helps things to, uh, to be put in that situation with a lot of pressure representing the United States. Um, it was just something really special. That's awesome. That's awesome. So do you like to rise to the challenge? Do you Are you a fighter or are you a strategic planner? Oh, that's a tough one. I think I'm a little bit of both. I think it just depends on the day. Um, like, I, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm a big competitor. So if you, if you said, okay, well, you know, today we're going to try to throw a ball in the bucket and see who wins, I mean, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to try to be the person that gets the ball in the bucket as many times as I can. So, I mean, on a certain day, if I've got a fight, I'm going to fight. Um, but if, if there's a day where I need to kind of sit back and be more strategic and uh, it's it's being a, it's a little tougher today, um, I'm going to be that person. So I think, I think you have to, like we were talking about, adapting. I mean, there are some days where, you know, you're going to have to be more strategic. And then there are some days where you're going to have to grip your teeth and you're just going to have to fight. What is the toughest lesson that this game has taught you thus far? Hmm. Um, I think it's just that, you know, this last week we saw Jason Day shoot a 79, um, and he's the number one golfer in the world. So I think the hardest lesson for me is just, you know, there are going to be days where I play bad. And uh, I think it's just about, you know, forgetting and and moving on to the next day because as a professional, this is a lot different um, than – collegiate golf or junior golf where you play um, a tournament or two every month or uh, um, one tournament every two months or something. But, you know, professional golf, you're you're playing week to week. You don't have time to to sit on what happened last week. You've got to say, okay, well, that's over. Let's move on to the next one. So um, as I'm growing and as a professional, um, that's a part that uh, is a tough lesson to have. Um, especially as my as my third tournament on the Symmetra Tour last week. That's not a lesson that I wanted to learn, uh, shooting a 79 on the last day, but it's definitely something that will help me grow. Good for you. Let me – yeah, let me uh, – Allie, let me ask you a question um, that I think, um, you know, we've asked many times before on the show. Do you have a fitness regime? Uh, how do you rate yourself physically as far as – um, are, are you somebody that really is very regimented in a routine to keep yourself um, active on the golf course? Because obviously um, playing the schedule that you play, you have to have quite a bit of stamina out there. Uh, you're not just playing once a month. You're playing several times a month. Um, what do you do to keep yourself fit? Do you have a fitness regime, if you will? And um, what other things do you do to, to keep your stamina up on the golf course? Yeah, so um, I actually am not a big uh, weightlifter or someone who works out week to week. I like to do that in the off season. So while I'm on the road, I do something uh, that's called a goscue. It's a posture therapy um, that my swing coach got me into. Um, it's it's several. I do several exercises every morning that basically make sure that my body stays functional and everything stays aligned, um, and that you know, targeted muscle groups that, you know, might be giving me a little bit of pain. I can build a menu specifically for that um, that helps target that area um, so that maybe I can stretch it out a little more or strengthen it just a little bit. Um, but I don't do anything that's uh, that's super difficult uh, on the road. But uh, Agoski is, is definitely what I turn to for the fitness aspect um, because I feel like stretching is probably one of the most important things 
things to do right. as a golfer just to make sure that your muscles stay loose and that um, that your body is in a good sort of functionality for uh, what you do every day. Right. So fl- flexibility, you'd agree. Flexibility is probably a bigger um, proponent of, of being a good golfer than, than, say, bulking up. I mean, obviously that's something that uh, I think more of the men try to do, but um, – but weightlifting and things like that is not something that you see really is conducive for, for your game. Yeah, no. And I, and I think it changes for different golfers. You know, I know several of the girls that, uh, you know, they work out at least probably three, three times a week when they're on the road. Um, but that's not something that I've found, uh, that I like to do. It's, Mm -hmm. it's like I said, I think it changes from golfer to golfer, but for me, I think it's just, making sure that your body stays functional and that you're flexible. Allie, right. tell us what, again, this is called, the golf cue, Q-U-E? Agos- yeah, it, it's Agoscu, E-G, so Agoscu and then Q-U-E. Oh, okay. Hmm. Very interesting. Um, yeah. Let's go back, if we can. Yeah, let's go back a little bit, um, Allie, if we can, to this past weekend. As I mentioned in, in the opening credits, of course, you played uh, in this past weekend against the 2016 Chico's Patty Berg Memorial. And as you mentioned in round three, uh, you were alongside Nancy Lopez. Um, first, uh, I don't know if you'd ever had the opportunity to meet her before, but first impressions. And did you learn anything playing with her? Yeah, um, I actually did get to meet her uh Old Waverly, which is the golf course that I practice on, they hosted the Honda Cup um, last summer, I think it was. And uh, so I was still at Mississippi State at that time, and we were able to go out and help on that Sunday. Uh, so I had the opportunity to meet Nancy and uh, Julie Inkster, uh, and I met Meg Mallon back at the uh, Curtis Cup, her and Beth Daniel. So it was a really cool experience to get to meet them then, but playing alongside Nancy was was really special and I mean she just has a great spirit I know she she didn't play well when she played with me but um it was it was just awesome because regardless of what they shoot it's such a cool experience to get to see them on the golf course and uh know that you know at 48 wins I guess I think it was uh for Nancy just to just to be a part of a round with her is something very special do you th- was there anything that you think you learned from her, though, specifically? Like, was there something watching her or just in her her mannerisms uh, as she navigated around the course? With Was there things that you took away that you think, ah, okay, um, that's something that I liked and I can see incorporating that in my game? Yeah, well, I, I got to talk to her just a little bit. Um, and then, but watching her, uh, like I said, she didn't play as well as she had wanted to. Um but to see her, I mean, she just had such a great spirit, even when she didn't feel like she was playing that well. I mean, she was still having fun. She was talking to us. Um, and, you know, I I didn't play awesome on that day, but I fought back. Um, and I think I shot uh, like a 71 on that day. And, and there was one hole where I lipped out for birdie from like six feet, I think it was. And she looked at me and she said, you know, Allie, I've won 48 times on the LPGA. And she said, I've made pars and birdies and bogeys and everything in between. They'll come. And so that was just encouraging, you know, as as someone who's had so much experience and and is such a big part of the women's game, it was it was nice to hear her say that, even though at that time I was still frustrated that the ball didn't go in. But um, it was cool to hear, hear her be supportive and everything. Yeah, and, and you're right. There's so many great things that you can take away from – uh, a lot of the the ladies uh, on, from the Legends Tour, and and we've got one here this morning, of course, Cindy Miller, who who offers so much to everybody, and and um, you know, Cindy, you you've had an opportunity to play with a lot of these great legends, and and I'm sure you can concur what Ali just said that um, you know even when they're not playing their best, they're just great ambassadors to the game. Nancy is a class act, without a doubt, and and funny because. Um, you know, I was never a tour star, and I played with all these girls against them in college and, and stuff and on the tour, and I've always been an underdog. And when I finished playing in a Legends Tour event, I, I get in the cart or I walk back out and I watch these women to see what they do and how they handle situations. And uh, I saw that the scores weren't very good, so I knew it was playing hard because B 
these people can still fight off, but they're still right. grateful and gracious for everything that we do and have, and it's just nice to see people with a good attitude even when they're getting beat up. Yeah, that's exactly right. Fantastic. Um, Allie, let me let me just ask you um, another question as far as your career is concerned. Obviously, um, you know, a, a, a first and foremost, you want to add some W's to the to the column uh, with with a bunch of wins. But if you fast forward down the road, do you have other aspirations? Do they include golf, or are there other areas of your life that you want to uh, pursue um, when, when you know at some point when uh, your career winds down? Do you want to stay in the golf industry, or uh, or are there other areas that you think you might lean towards? Um, I, I definitely want to stay around sports, whatever that is. Um, but yeah, golf. I think golf has just been such a big part of my life. I don't know if I'm to the point now where I can say down the road I want to do this because there's still so many things that I want to accomplish right. while I'm out here. Um, but yeah, I think you know I kind of just look at things. Uh, in a perspective of, you know, the here and now. So, you know, this year mm-hmm. my goal is just to get full status uh, on the LPGA, whether um, that's top ten on the Symmetra Tour, if I can, you know, somehow jump over, because I, I have conditional status on the LPGA as well, um, okay. or whether I can jump over there and, and get on the top 80 somehow. But um, that's the number one goal for now is just to finish the year and uh, get full status for next year and then, you know, next year we'll have a new goal. And um, obviously kind of a long-term goal would to be able to play on a Solheim Cup um, in the future. So um, that's probably the one big goal. I don't know if I can look look uh, so far ahead as to say what I would do and uh, it's going to wind down. But um, those are definitely uh, kind of the short-term, short-term right. aspirations for now. And, and, and that's, that's fantastic. Why golf? What was it about golf that attracted you um, to pursue this career? What was it? Was there something with uh, experience growing up, um, maybe with, with uh, your parents, or was it just uh, uh, watching some of the greats on TV? What was it about golf that attracted you? Um, well, it's actually my, my mom worked at a, a night shift at a hospital whenever I was younger, so my dad took me uh, to the golf course to get – me out of the house so that my mom could sleep um but my family really uh they weren't super into golf you know they played some for fun um but one of my one of my friends uh his dad was the superintendent at our nine-hole golf course um and so he encouraged me to go get some lessons from uh who is still my swing coach now vj trolio and so uh i went over to him and i guess you know started working with him and and I really didn't like the mechanics side of of the game, trying to make sure my swing got better. Um, but as time went on, you know, uh, I guess when it when it kind of hit me was when I was 16 and I made it to the semis of the U.S. Junior. I was like, wow, you know, maybe I can do this. And then mm-hmm. I went to college, and uh, you know, I think I I played better than what I had originally thought I could. Um, obviously, the goal was to to be an All American. Um, but I didn't know that I could actually do, you know, have two years of a first team All American and then one as an honorable or second team or honorable mention, whichever one it was. Um, so I think I've just kind of, you know, set goals and, and somewhat exceeded them. So um, it's it's just kind of like progressed through the years. I don't know that I ever looked at a moment and said oh, you know, this is this is what I should do. It's kind of just been a progression, and uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. Did you well, get a it's, degree? It's... I did. I graduated in a in a degree or with a degree from Mississippi State. I finished all four years. And what was your degree in? Um, it was in kinesiology. Hmm. Nice. Very good. So I could. Well, Allie, I, I hope I don't have to use that if physical therapy as a backup plan, but I, I can go to physical therapy school if I need to. <laughs> well, it gives you some great insight uh, for yourself. You know, um, if uh, some injuries happen, and hopefully they won't, but uh, 
you'll have a little bit of insight how to handle handle that situation a little bit. It gives you a bit of a competitive advantage, I guess. Um, Ali, it's been great talking to you this morning, and, and I know when, when we set this up through Brett uh, Lasky from the uh, Symmetra Tour, I know he had some very great things to say about you. He said that you um, you know, one of the hottest rookies on the Symmetra Tour this year, so he sees a lot of great uh, a, a great potential in, in your game and, and knows you're going to go on and and uh, do some great things, uh, not only with the Symmetra Tour, but onwards to the EPJ. So uh, best of luck, and, and I hope that you'll come back and, and talk with us again. Sure, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. All right, you're very well. to you, honey. Thank you. God bless you all. God bless you. All right, you. thank you. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Um, great, great young lady. Um, you know, here she is early on. Uh, you know, in her career and just full of, you know, a lot of uh, uh, excitement and a lot of enthusiasm. That's one of the things I really like about some of these, uh, you know, young ladies we have had the pleasure of interviewing, Cindy, is they've just got so much um, competitive fire and just really um, very humble and very grateful for the opportunities that they're given and very appreciative of many of the the, the uh, more seasoned veterans of the game, like a Nancy Lopez and, and of course, like yourself, uh, who are now giving back to a, a game that's given them so much over the years. So um, just a, a joy to, to talk with a lot of young ladies. And speaking of young ladies, we've got another one lined up here, uh, Nancy Salino, of course. Uh, she is, in my opinion, one of the most uh, respected teacher professionals and coaches in the business today. Uh, she's a member of the LPGA and PGA of America. And let me just tell you a little bit more about uh, Nancy uh, with, a, with a career that spans over 30 years, she is said regarded as one of the premier golf instructors in the country. Uh, she's coached a wide range of golfers during her career, including uh, amateur men and women of all abilities, competitive junior golfers, players on the LPGA Tour, the PGA Developmental Tours, uh, LPGA and PGA Club Professionals, and uh, as well as many collegiate golfers. Uh, she began golf at the age of eight years old uh, at the encouragement of her parents, uh, who were both uh, avid golfers. She played competitive golf as an amateur and proceeded to play uh, collegiately at Western Kentucky University, and it was while working on her master's degree at Florida State University, uh, which she also attended, she began her career in golf as an assistant coach uh, for the women's golf team. So let's bring out Nancy and uh, and talk with her. And I've actually had the pleasure of interviewing Nancy on my other show, uh, Golf Talk Live. So it's a, a great uh, pleasure for me as well to have her back on. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning, Cindy. And you guys, it's awesome to talk to you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks you're, for joining us. Thank you, uh, Nancy, and and uh, this is and, and uh, I've had you on Golf Talk Live a number of times uh, over the years, as well as as a guest. And I know that um, uh, you've always had some great insight into the game, and we're, we're very uh, honored to have you join us this morning. Thank you very much. I'm I'm happy to uh, join you, and honored to talk golf all the time. Love it. And uh, and that's. That's one of the reasons why uh, so many people in the industry a- admire uh, what you do to the game is your enthusiasm uh, and your uh, competitiveness and the, the willingness to, to give back and, and to help um, so many of the, the struggling golfers out there. You do a great job uh, at uh, at your business. And, and let's talk about, let's start off first, um, Cindy, I want to start off the junior uh, aspect of things. You have a, a junior performance training program, Nancy, at your facility. Tell us a little bit about that. I sure can. It's uh, What we do is we, we're trying to develop young men and women to become players in the college um, aspect of life, but also to possibly just keep them going uh, throughout their lives. You know, there's just a few people golfers that are going to attain the status that Cindy and the rest of the people have to get to the Mm -hmm. pro life. And because of that, you know, I think that if we can just continue to developing young lives uh, that enjoy playing golf and they, and they want to play in their business. And, and I think what's, uh, what's happening in this, in this way is that we're helping to develop these kids to play in all divisions of college it doesn't have to be Division One. They can be very successful in all the Division Threes and Twos and, the, and and everything, and and just enjoy it. So our our deal is to develop these young men and women uh, by seeing them every week. And what we do is we're just developing their uh, their skills uh, from all of their skills to physical as well as mental, just to help them 
get ready for their tournament plays and their uh, plays in high school and to, and really develop their college resume uh, to try to get them to understand what it's going to take for them to get to what level that they want. What is it that you want? What level do you want to participate in? And then let's get you to that level. And we use a lot of different ways to uh, to encourage these kids and bring them on. And because of it, yes, they go to college. Yes, they may play on college teams. Uh, yes, they may go to uh, PGM programs and become, we have a lot that become uh, professionals, just like myself and, and, and you guys that are just helping develop these, uh, to help other golfers develop. So there's so many aspects of golf that it just doesn't have to be, I'm going to go to the tour, uh, but to right. get to that college level and play and enjoy it and know what they have to do uh, to attain those levels, that's what we do. We just help guide them, and we help guide the parents as well because the parents need as much uh, development in this arena as the kids do. We even teach the parents how to stand on the sideways and ha- sidelines and how to talk to their kids right. after they play. There's so many aspects of it that are just not developing let's hit this ball farther and let's hit it straighter. You know, it's everything else that's going to take to develop them as, as players of the game for the rest of their lives. And that's what we're doing with the Junior Performance Training Program. It's a great program we started uh, a few years ago, and we've really enjoyed it. Well said, uh, Nancy. And, you know, just to follow up on that, you're exactly right. You know, not everybody – um, as much as we would all love to be out and playing on the tour and competitive golf, there's a lot of people that come into golf that just want to do it for recreation and fun and just, you know, maybe uh, as a, a business tool or whatever the case may be. Um, and that's something obviously that you want to establish early on so that you're not, you know, moving somebody in a direction that maybe they're not really that interested in. Um, they just want to come out and play the game and, and have fun at it. Um, and obviously you have room at, at the Nancy Corsolino School of Golf for that as well, correct? That's correct, and that's what and that's what we're really uh, developing is just players for life, and wanting to keep them uh, to keep them that way. We just had a LPGA Girls Golf Club last night. We had twelve little girls out there uh, playing, and the parents were standing on the sidelines enjoying. They were taking pictures, but one family in, uh, is now has their seven year old in it. And their daughter is graduating high school right now, and she started in it. And um, we had a young lady that uh, waited on us in a restaurant. I was in your girls' golf years ago, and I'm still loving playing golf. And you know what? Wow. It's just we're hoping that we're developing these young men and women and, and just everybody that just loves the game. Let's just go out and play the game and enjoy it. And if you achieve a level that is the highest level of golf and playing on the professional tours, then that's awesome if that's what you want. But we also have, you know, five kids right now in college that are developing to become a professional because they want to do what I do. And I'm going, you know, I've, I've helped develop that. And it's been pretty fun to think about that. I hope, uh, there's there's so many um, different things that you can do with the game of golf. I mean, our, we have a son, we have three beautiful children, and only one of them wanted to play. But our daughter, you know, we, we kind of said, look, if you're going to be our kid, you have to know how to play. And our daughter plays once a year, but yet she's a producer at the Golf Channel. So it's not like you have to play golf for a living, but understanding the game and making a living somewhere in the industry or just using a game as a, as a relationship-building tool or just to have fun with your family or as, business, as a business tool. It doesn't matter as long as you know how to play and you can enjoy it. And, and that's exactly right. And, and what you have done, Cindy, to develop the business side of, of golf in this arena after playing the highest level is exactly what we need to help you know, even women that we teach that are new golfers that are afraid to get out on the golf course, are afraid to, uh, you know, everybody else is going to play golf. Well, you know, they need to, too. They can get out there and do the same thing. Everybody just needs to know a few skills 
you know, to become proficient at getting out there on the golf course and playing and know a few rules of etiquette and things like that. And then, and then go out there and don't drive the cart around and, and get out there and participate. And, and that's what we're trying to do is break that ceiling of people being afraid, even men being afraid to go out there and, and show, hey, you know, I may not be great, but I'm enjoying this game. And what is your level of great? I mean, that's the only thing that matters is what is your level of greatness and what do you want to achieve? And, and if they can uh, attach that level to their golf or if you say, then all good. Absolutely. Right. Well, yeah, well said. Um, Nancy, I want ask you first of all, I hope you gave that young lady a great trip uh, tip at the uh, the restaurant for that wonderful endorsement she gave you um, <laughs> you're, you're, you're exactly right one of the things I wanted to ask you uh, Nancy while I had you on here um, first off the the growth in golf the predominant growth in golf right now is in two areas um, number one is in women and obviously in juniors what do as an industry to really run with that and get more women, not just out playing golf, but more women into the professional side um, as what you're doing and what Sydney's doing now as well. I mean, obviously we want to, to encourage them just to go out and have fun and play the game, but how can we encourage more women to sort of take the hat that you have uh, that you're wearing and, and get them to, to teach? What can we do to expose more women to that? You know, I, uh, gosh, the, you know, I think that it's, it's seeing us out there with other women, that helps for one. I think that it's going to the uh, businesses and going to women just that we know, uh, my hairdresser, you know, my, uh, you know, anybody that I speak at at restaurants, any women that, oh, you know, I've wanted to play, and encourage them to get out there and do, but get in front of groups of people. You know, we we try to get in front of groups of the executive women's or the na- uh, nas- the National Women's Business Association. Anything that we can get in front of to uh, these groups and to organizations and companies. You know, the people that are coming that are on our lesson fee right now are are business people, and they know other business people. And and I think that if you have the programs. That you can that you're helping develop these people, then they see it. For instance, years ago when we first started our school, uh, Rita Reasons, who is an LPGA uh, teaching professional, is also the co-owner of our school. You know, she started out at the business level. She was a banker, okay, and so she mm-hmm. went to you know went to the Sara Lee Classic. Uh, where I was the head pro at, and she came and became a marshal because of the uh, business. She didn't play golf. And she looked at these golfers, and she was just out there watching them and says, no, I don't want to be here. I want to be inside the ropes. So she went and became a scorer because then she could walk inside the ropes with Cindy and the other ladies that were playing here at Hermitage Golf Course at that year. And so all of a sudden she said, you know what, I'm – this is my home course. I'm going to call my home course, and I'm going to find a professional. And I saw, and she knew me, and and she took lessons. She and her husband took lessons from me, and then all all of a sudden, I said, you know what? You're pretty good at this. You need to you need to develop this. Well, so what she did was she did become a professional, and she became a teacher of the year, a national teacher of the year. But what she did was she called golf courses. And she found out what they had or what they didn't have. And at that time, nobody did what we did. There weren't that many teachers. You know, I was a head professional and a teacher, you know, so I was running around doing all the tournaments and and running the Sara Classic, and I taught maybe 10 hours a week. Well, when I decided to teach full-time and bring Rita on, we decided to go out there and find out what was happening in the industry. And to this day, you know, it's getting better. People have programs. But if you don't have a program that somebody can look at your website and say, you know, that's for me. I want to do that. Everybody's on the Internet now. And if you're not present right. on that Internet with your programs and with YouTube and with Facebook and Twitter and everything, if you're not present on there, you're missing a good deal of amount of business that's out there. So 
uh, I, you know, we did this early on, uh, started it early on, and started attacking those groups, uh, you know, aggressively because nobody else did it. Now everybody's trying to get in there and do, but yet the one I'm established with it. It's fun to do. I'm enjoying it. I don't care if I've got a seven-year-old. I don't care if I've got a 78-year-old. It doesn't matter as long as they're enjoying playing golf. And if I can get in front of those groups and I can talk to that young lady that was that waited on us at the restaurant and said, you know, let's get you back into playing. Come on, your dad is Southwest Greens. Come on, get it, you know, get back on the, you know, get back out there and play. Come on, we got to get you out. She goes, I'm going to, I'm going to, I can't wait. It's so good to see you again. And then the guy next to me said, Oh, you're in the newspaper every week. I read your column every week. And then somebody in back said. Oh, yeah, I know who you are. And then all of a sudden, you're just yeah. putting a seed, you're planting a seed, and they're saying, you know what, I need to get back into golf. I need to I need to get into that game. It sounds like fun. And, you know, that's what we're trying to do is just, just have some fun with people, and hopefully, you know, they're going to go out and, and, and spend money at the golf courses and buy clubs and go take lessons and, and go play golf and, and play with their businesses. You got to get in front of people, and you got and you got to yeah. be not to be afraid to uh, and, and to say that you know golf's not real easy, but yet here we can make it a little easier to help you. Well, and and make it fun. The key word is fun, really. And I think if they're enjoying it. Um, you know, whether they're a, a, a five handicap or a 25 handicap, if they're out having fun, they're enjoying themselves. Um, Nancy, you raise an interesting point about social media, uh, Facebook and Twitter and, and some of the other, YouTube and so forth, and, and obviously having a, a website presence. You're exactly right. I mean, you know, with, with today's um, social media options out there, there's really no excuse because most of them are free uh, services that you can use and, and and do some great marketing. And if you're creative enough uh, and and a, a sort of a go-getter, um, you know you can attract a, a very large audience very quickly um, and get in front of as you know many many thousands, if not more, uh, even millions in some cases, depending on how aggressive you want to be um, through free free advertising is essentially really what it is. That's correct. Yeah, you're exactly right. And you know I I gave a talk. At, at the Tennessee PGA meeting years ago about, you know, Facebook and Twitter. Those were the two big ones in LinkedIn at that time. And I, I gave a talk about social media, and, and everybody was going, God, that takes so much time. I said, no, it doesn't. I mean, it's, no. it's just, you know, take a picture and live video now and go out there and do it. And people are watching. People are listening. And uh, they're hungry to hear a, any word, any positive word. Who wants? To hear somebody, you know, gripe about their business or what they do, we want to right. hear positive and we want to be positive. And, and you know, I, I'm trying to do as, the best I can to, to be as positive I can to the golfers that are out there and the people that come, you know, to see us. And, and if we're not, if we're not smiling, if we're not having fun, if we're not hugging those little kids out there going, you did great, look at that shot, look at my shoes. You know, they're, they don't, you know, it doesn't matter to them. They just want to contact the golf ball and, and the parents are going, well, let's get it up in the air. I said, well, let's just hit the golf ball. Let's just have some fun and, and enjoy. And, and, you know, we just got to create positive things that are happening. There's so much negative in this world. You know, golf is, right. you know, it's fun, you know, and golf is something you can do for a long, long time. And I've been doing it for a long time. Cindy's been doing it. You've been doing it. It's, mm. You know, it's just, uh, and I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep going and keep going. Well, we're glad well, you, you, you aren't going to quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fin- like that's you, fin- Cindy, you're the energizer bunny. I want to be like you. <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned that. You know, Nancy, I've said, show um you know about cindy miller uh cindy miller is really epitomizes um what a professional should be i mean she's very giving of her time and of her energy and and much like yourself you know wants to help others um be able to to reach their goals and 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 their dreams and and even if they you know don't make it to the lpj tour um you know they can go out and, and have with, with the skills and the tools she has given, and, and same for you. Um, 
the other thing that I want to ask both of you, and Anthony, I'm going to let you uh, also respond on this as well, because I, from a women's perspective, there's still a, a little bit of intimidation out there for a lot of women. They're afraid of looking maybe foolish out in the golf course um, because they maybe haven't been exposed to it as long as, as some men have. Um, what, do we, what do we do to try alleviate and, and make it a little bit more comfortable for them? Um, what are some things that, that you're doing, both of you, and what are some things that maybe the industry could do to, to make it a little bit more um, women-friendly uh, at some of the golf courses? And wow. uh, Nancy, I'll let you, you know, go. Uh, you know what, Ted, I mean, we're talking, uh, we're talking still uh, that there's this feeling that people think that, you know, uh, that they have to be a certain handicap to go out and play and what I do is I take I take the women out and the new golfers out, and I, I take them right to the first tee. And I have them watch two or three groups. We just may stand and talk about, you know, tee box and talk about this, and then let's watch these people. And all of a sudden you see out of four people, one hit it left, one hit it right, one top it. And they pull out another golf ball and they start hitting it. And they go, well, I can do that. <laughs> you know, and so – that you're, yeah. you're sitting there, sitting there, watch. They have this uh, this vision that you have to, you know, that we see on TV of these people that play so well. But then, you know, right. don't get me wrong. I mean, I felt for Jordan Spieth, but, you know, people saw him hit two golf balls in the water and they went, you know what? You know, sometimes they miss shots. Sometimes right. they six putt. And sometimes they four putt. And sometimes they hit the ball in the water. They don't hit it perfectly every single time. And and so we take them out there and, and show them that, you know, watch these people, you know, move around and do, and they're just having fun, and they don't care. They're going to go look for it and go hit it again. And I think that we just have to teach them, you know, that that it's not – it doesn't have to be perfect, that you don't – now, okay, you can you can look the way you want to look. You get the clubs, get the clothes, whatever you want to do, but you realize that if you just know a few skills and you know that you know how to how to at least advance the ball somewhere down the fairway, you can have a lot of fun. And that's what we do. We we let them watch the real golfers, not the ones on TV. But yet, even those on TV <laughs> struggle. Right, and, and obviously for editing purposes, I mean you know, the Golf Channel and others, they're they're in ESPN, what have you. Um, you know they're not going to focus on all of the, the the negative aspects or the bad shots, if you will. They they want people to to be tuning in, so they're going to show for for the most part, you know, all these uh, great shots that get pulled off. You're exactly right, um, Cindy. I know that you do a lot of things. You work with juniors, you work with women, you work with men, you work from all spectrum. Um, what are some things that you try to do as well out there to, to just really, um, you know, reduce that intimidation factor, especially for, for a lot of women out there? Well, again, you just have to help them feel comfortable. And and I think it all goes back to expectations as well. Like Nancy said, sometimes these people think they have to hit it perfect. And if they just sit and watch others blow it, they're like, oh, well, that's okay. I can do that too. And sometimes it's just, you know, take a half swing, use a tee in the middle of the fairway, and bump it down mm-hmm. the hole. And and if you show them that that's okay, then they say, oh, well, I want to play. And then they want to have fun as well. I love it. I yeah. love putting, having people put tees in the ground and, and go out. Well, is that not against the rules? I said, do you have a handicap? Have you signed up for USGA Handicap? No. I said, then you can do whatever you want to. What we want you to do is to play well or play fun, go out there, play as fast. Make sure you keep up with that group in front of you. But, you know, who cares? And, uh, you know, I I go with uh, Dr. Betsy Clark taught me this game years ago to teach, and we still teach it to the women. It's called par stroke scoring. You know, if it's a par three, you got three shots to get to the green. And if you don't make it to the green, you pick it up and go to the green, and you've got three shots to get it in. You get the drift. If it's par four, it's four shots and four right. the green. And and all of a sudden, they can go, oh, well, hey, I got a real score. I didn't have to pick my ball up, you know. And, and all of a sudden, they start learning, uh, you know, how to really keep up with people and enjoy and sometimes I'll time a foursome just to show them, hey, look, you know, it took you 33 minutes to play that first hole. The new golfers, I said, now 
let's play this next hole in the time that you're supposed to, <laughs> you know. So I, I start getting them out there and start directing them, and they start to understand, you know, if I do this, if I just hit these three shots and then go go put it in a bunker and take three shots to try to get it out, you may surprise yourself and get it out and enjoy but make it fun, you know, make them laugh, make it fun. I love this. I love using teas in a fair way. I love uh, getting, you know, people just watching real golf out there and saying, you know, I could do that. I could have fun with that. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and you're right. Um, I, I think what, whatever works for you um, to enhance the enjoyment of the game. And then over time, as you develop, you know, a little bit more skilled and, you know, you can, you can adjust accordingly, but I, I think you're right. I think you have to make it um pleasurable experience for, for anybody. I think something else ladies that is, is I think going to be on the fast track here is family golf. A lot of women, I've heard them say, you know, I, I just want to be able to play well by my husband, you know, maybe when we go on a trip or something, a lot of them get the kids involved. And I think, you know, developing junior golf just to be competitive, just to get, you know, just to go out and enjoy the game and fun at it, I think that will also attract a lot of uh, more women to golf as well because they want to do things with their kids and they want to be able to go out and have fun and ultimately bring that family unit together and, and uh, do things that they can all do. And, and what a great way to, to maybe spend uh, an afternoon or a morning is out on the golf course as a family. Well, I, I just uh, just Sunday... Um, we had a uh, we opened up a, a second location here in Nashville at a, a golf course, and it was called it's Pine Creek Golf Course in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. And we were out there and, and we did a little junior um, club fitting with U.S. kids. And all of a sudden, here's this mom come with four kids, and the dad was out of town, and they bought clubs, and they're all mm-hmm. taking lessons. And uh, you know, they, she says, well, you know, we got a little bit of a adjustment because we have to have two tea times i said yes you do you got a few kids <laughs> so you know but they're they're doing it they're doing it together they're enjoying right. it they're they're all going to get together and and play and and you know what you know it's it really and and cindy and i know this but you know it's really the women that control the purse strings and the money sure. that is spent out on you know with the families and when we know yep. that when when you can attack and go after and market the w- women and the mothers that are trying to get the kids into doing something very positive in their life then golf becomes that yes it's a it's an expense for clubs as they grow up and as they do but she's got a ready made family they're all right handed she they're just one's going to grow into the next set as they go and, right and and that's and that's good too but then all of a sudden she finds out that this is really a positive place for families to be you know we have we have families that bring their kids out let them play or hit golf balls and they're coming right down to our lesson tee near our lesson tee and the families know we're going to keep an eye out on them that we're going to watch them and make sure that everything's okay and it's a safe place it really is a safe place for families to be and um, and I think that's why I think that's why it's still it's still a great game. It's still it's still going to be a great game for a long long time. I don't care how many holes they end up making golf. I don't care how big the holes they make them. It doesn't matter. Golf is still going to be safe. It's going to be fun, and it's going to be something we can do for the rest of our lives. Well said. Um, great, uh, uh, great way to, to end the, uh, end of the segment. And, uh, Nancy, we want to, Cindy and I want to thank you for, for joining us. Unfortunately, we, we're out of time, but we want to give you just a quick moment, uh, just to let the folks know, uh, how they can get in touch with you through social media and your website and, and where, uh, where you're, uh, headed out in, uh, in Tennessee. No problem. Uh, my Twitter is at Q school. I've had that forever because my last name starts with a Q, so I've had at Q School for a long, long time. Uh, Facebook, you can get me on Nancy Corsolino or the golf school, Nancy Corsolino School of Golf. My website is qsog.com, and you need to know this. Next Monday, we are relocating our golf school to Gaylord Springs Golf Links, and that's the Opryland Hotel 
um, family oh, wow. of, of golf. And so we're getting ready to relocate next week. It's going to happen right in the mid-season, but they asked us to come, and it's going to be Gaylord Springs Golf Links. That's going to be all on our website. It's going out in a newsletter today. Uh, it's splashing out all over Facebook and Twitter and everywhere today. So uh, we can't wait to start next week with that. So uh, it'll be it'll be fun. So I hope that everybody can come visit me in Nashville, Tennessee. Well, thank you what so a, much, Nancy. Thank you. Yeah, what a great. Ted, thank you. Appreciate you all having me very, on, and let's do it again. We definitely will. Thank you, Nancy. Um, much continued success and good luck. Uh, with all your future endeavors, I know that you're a great asset to the game, and we, we continue uh, to wish you much success, and we would love to have you come back on again. I'll do it. Thank you very much. All right. Bye-bye. All right. That was our very special guest, Nancy Corsino. We're out of time. Um, on behalf of Sin Miller and I, we want to thank everybody uh, for joining us this morning on the Women of Golf Show. Remember to tune in next Tuesday from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, here on blogtalkradio.com. Uh, women of golf show uh, Cindy thank you uh, again as always for all that you do um, keep up the great work um, and just um, uh, you know you can't ask for a way to spend a Tuesday morning than with my good friend Cindy Miller so come back and join us next Tuesday on the women of golf show thanks everybody and God bless thanks Cindy thanks Ted have a great day you too bye-bye